Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of four's base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate from there. I'm relatively new to RVing, and a few years ago, I convinced my wife that for an anniversary present, we should buy a used tent trailer from some friends of ours. Ever since then, we have fallen head over heels for the RV life, and we now find ourselves towing a 26-foot Jayco travel trailer. So grab yourself a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Back in November 2020, one of our localish RV dealerships contacted us to let us know that the travel trailer model that we were interested in was in stock and available. So, ironically, for our son's ninth birthday, we took him to the dealership and we traipsed around the lot looking at these two models specifically. We ended up buying the larger of the two models that day that we were considering. And so to this day, our son really likes to think of it as his birthday present. We took possession and completed our PDI or pre-delivery inspection in December and our first camping shakedown trip in our new travel trailer was the weekend of December 18th. It was a rainy blustery, cold Pacific Northwest winter, but we had a blast and we were warm. Since then, we have done a total of 49 nights and over 3,300 miles with our trailer. We are still counting as there are many more trips planned for this upcoming fall and winter. We chose to go with the Jayco, and here's a brief history of the company thanks to Wikipedia. Jayco was founded in 1968 by Lloyd and Bertha Bondrager. The Bontragers developed a trailer fold-down system in 1967 and started the business of making travel trailers in two chicken houses and a barn. In the first year of operation, the company sold 132 trailers, and by the end of 1968, it had 15 employees. The company continued to grow and in 1970 built another plant in Harper, Kansas. On Easter Sunday, 1985, Lloyd Bontrager was killed when a small airplane crashed in the vicinity of Muncie, Indiana. His wife, Bertha, became chair of the board at Jayco, and later her sons Wilbur and Darrell assumed leadership roles within the company. Jayco was known for their J-Flight model, which became available in 2001. Since 2005, the Jayco J-Flight has been the number one selling travel trailer brand. Jayco was acquired by Thor Industries in July 2016. Joining me today in this episode is Susie, my beautiful bride of 16 years. And now that we've been exploring the Pacific Northwest as well as the American West, we feel confident that we've gotten to know our travel trailer and we want to give you a full, unbiased review of this Jayco travel trailer. Susie, tell me a bit about kind of what was it for you that made you ready to kind of take the step up and look at doing a travel trailer? Um, Yeah. I, I got to say, I was kind of snobbish uh, at first. I think kind of like snubbing my nose and looking down upon trailer life as, you know, not roughing it enough, if you will. So I kind of was the hesitant one, I would say. I, boy, was I wrong. Because um, what I realized was that travel trailers really open us up to the ability to camp 
year-round instead of just in the summer. That trip where it was just oppressively hot and kids were getting heat exhaustion. Friends that we were with who had a travel trailer were like, it was just like, oh, I'm not, I can never go back now um, with all of my creature comforts and being able to enjoy climate control as well. Also, I would say that COVID was a huge part of that because it's like, well, are we going to pay lots of money to purchase and invest in our family and uh, having a travel trailer where we can make our own lunches and use our own restroom and travel safely around the continental U.S.? So, quite frankly, our kids were getting to the point where they hated sharing the bunk end and Pippa and putting the two of them to bed on that pull-out bunk end, the slide-out bunk end in the pop-up was really becoming a problem for us. Yeah, I got to say the um, bunk beds were huge selling point for our kids. Yeah, getting the, getting the bunk beds and especially those double over, double bunks. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Outside, really, of kind of the AC, the bunk beds, and then having our own bathroom for traveling in a pandemic COVID world, those were really probably the three biggest reasons that we are that what pushed us over the edge to go ahead and make that purchase. I had been looking for almost a year, year and a half online, looking at different models, and I was pretty dialed in on the model that we ended up going with. So after doing that year, year and a half of research, we were pretty sure and we were pretty ready to uh, go ahead and make that plunge. And I think kind of your truck, too, and the towing capacity kind of limited us. So that was helpful. Yeah, it did. Yeah, (laughs) no, absolutely. It definitely kind of put the parameters on what we could and couldn't do. And quite honestly, the trailer we did end up going with really is at the top end of what my... I have a 2013 F-150 with a 5-liter V8 um, Coyote engine in it. And, I mean, we pulled it... Now he's pushing for a bigger truck. Yeah, it's time for a new truck now. Boom. Um, So, the model that we did end up going with we purchased in December just last year, so it was a 2021. The Jayco 267 BHS. It made a lot of our likes and dislike lists. Yeah, it checked a lot of boxes. It checked out, and even stuff that wasn't on our, you know, just with when you buy anything this size, right? You have your wants, your must-haves, and your nice-to-haves. And this model, for us, definitely ticked a lot of the boxes. A brief overview of the uh, 267 BHS. It's a 26 foot trailer. It is 30 feet hitched to bumper. Like Susie had mentioned earlier, we are very pleased with the double over double bunks. The other big thing for us is that it has a walk around RV queen bed. Um, and so we can enter the bed from both our own personal side. So there's no crawling over each other if one needs to get up or get out or whatever. The outdoor kitchen, that was a nice to have. And it t- 
ticked that box for us. There is a slide out. The slide out is on the driver's side. So it does create a more roomier interior. And then just a couple other little quick specs. The gross vehicle weight rating is 7,000 pounds. And it has 1,130 pounds of cargo carrying capacity, which adds up pretty quickly. Suze, why don't you tell me about some of the features of this trailer that we like and what kind of what it is for you and for us that we really enjoy about it. Let's start with the word storage. There are actually six months in to our traveling in this new travel trailer. There are still storage compartments that we haven't filled yet. I don't know if we want to now. <laughs> I don't know if we can. Yeah, exactly. But um, this has so much storage. Um, I would say that's a huge component, uh, more so than I even had initially thought when we were doing our initial walkthrough. Um, there's some extra added perks that we've kind of discovered throughout our travels um the blackout shades and curtains and the fact that the windows are tinted it's just awesome keeps it as cool as possible um in the hot summer sun gives a lot of privacy makes it cozy we're not morning people yeah no so we like to sleep in a little bit so uh it helps with well especially in the pacific northwest i mean our kids are up riding bikes and playing until 1030 at night because the sun's out. Right. So then now um, these kind of blackout shades allow us all to uh, sleep until a more reasonable hour of, you know, seven instead of five. Right. (laughs) Um, I would also say that um, it's really – got a killer ac that just keeps it really cool that ac definitely does there's no keep need cool. for two acs Our, that one powerhouse has i mean we camped in 115 degrees this summer and had about 10 kids in that place yep. well, watching a movie and midday and no. eating popsicles and it it wasn't cold but it was Manageable. bearable yeah, yeah. I really like the pocket doors on our main bedroom. Having those pocket doors that are actual doors instead of curtains so we can close those at our foot of our bed and kind of close off the main bedroom and give it a little bit of space. It's nice. Mm-hmm. The propane, um, we have two, the ca- capacity for two propane tanks. And I think we were on our month-long trip and you didn't refill the propane at all? Nope. Nope. So that was great to have as a backup if we needed, you know, for the fridge um, or um, Mostly I the used water it for heater. The, I didn't even use it for the water heater because when you were plugged in oh, with shore power, you nice. shore power. But uh, definitely for firing up the Blackstone and running the Blackstone outside and mm-hmm. those kind of things. In the winter, we burned through propane more mm-hmm. because that that heater, the gas heater on that, on this unit also cranks. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, when we've done winter camping, it keeps it cozy inside, cozy warm. It's great. Until you run out of propane. Until you run out of propane. Of the night. The, yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. yeah. The the speakers in the awning are a nice touch. They're not super fantastic speakers, but I listen to a lot of music. So when I'm outside cooking or making breakfast or doing any of those things to have music playing, it's helpful. 
with that outdoor kitchen. Our kids love the fact that their bunk compartments have um, USB ports and electrical outlets so they can like charge um, devices, etc. Yeah, and the windows in each of the bunks, they're not these dark, cavernous little like closets the kids sleep in. There's, you know, each kid has their own window, so it helps provide a little window light for them. Uh, whoever gets the top bunk though gets the AC. The bottom bunk can get a little sweltering, but a little, a little bit dank down there. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> boys, <laughs> not much we can do about that right now. Um, all, all in all, though, this again, this is a great trailer for a family of four to really not feel like I, I, I don't often feel like we're on top of each other. No, inside the trailer, no. it's. It's pretty spacious for us if we're, especially in winter camping, when we do spend more time inside a little bit, I still feel like we're able to not feel like we're on top of each other. This year was a good test coming off of um, an injury and a broken leg that I had to kind of nurse. I probably spent more time in the trailer than I would normally have liked to, and it was very comfortable. So some of the features of this trailer that we dislike, uh, my probably biggest thing is, is the actual physical location of the outdoor shower. I was excited that it had an outdoor shower. That was something that it was another box that it ticked and I was happy to have that outdoor shower. And I like that I can have hot water in the outdoor shower. But that outdoor shower, when I'm fully connected up and I'm in a full hookup scenario and I've got water, shore power, the poo slinky, all hooked up, the outdoor shower is right in the mess of it all. And so to have kids go over and stand over there to rinse off sandy feet or whatever. I just or don't even do. to use it for dishes, like or yeah, or to do it for you know as an extra kitchen for outdoor dishes. I, honestly, in the six months we've used it, or used our trailer, I think I've used it twice. That said, I'm using what I did with Pippa the pop up when we didn't have an outdoor shower there, and I just use a brass Y connector at the hose bib on the pedestal, and I just run a secondary hose with a. Uh, squirt, you know, one of those, the the trigger gun connections. Garden on, hose. Yeah, a garden hose connection to use on the end of that for the outdoor shower. And then I can get 25 feet away from it. And that seems to be working. I think, Brooks, that my main pet peeve with the um, model that we have, and I don't know if this is something that is, you know, the way that all Jayco's are or all travel trailers maybe even, but it really isn't a short person's world. And being that I am vertically challenged, I really hate that all of the, or many of the overhead lights are push button, which really inhibits me sometimes because it's like, where is the step ladder that I need to get? And it's just, inconvenient i wish that they were more hooked up to the a switch switch. yeah Yeah. more switches Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep um 
The other thing is that blue light over the main bedroom shelf. I like that it's like a nightlight, but that blue light is... I know that bothers you way more than... Yeah, me. I think it's obnoxious. <laughs> um, I am, I, I, I'm not complaining about it. It's just a matter of me going and buying a new LED light strip that's more of a yellow tone and swapping those out. But man, I don't know where they thought the blue light would be a good idea. I mean, if, if I were nitpicking the last thing that I would say, and I don't think this is the case with every single model. I think it depends on, you know, what you end up with. Um, right. Of course, in this COVID world, you don't have much option because the things are flying off the lot. Yeah. Um, but the interior of our particular model is pretty dark um, and just more my aesthetic right now in terms of design and just what's pleasing to my eye is lighter and brighter and whiter. Do you think it's because of the curtains, which we just talked about as something we liked and the no, tinted windows, or do it's you think it's the dark? It's the know, finishes finish. Yeah. Mm hmm. The floors are pretty dark, the cabinetry, um, and the chairs, you know, the pleather or whatever that. Yeah, they're chair. really like a dark chocolate brown mm -hmm. kind of color. And I just feel like it's kind of darker. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to clarify because mm -hmm. we were just talking about how much we love the curtains. So It's hard to pick things that aren't great right. with it because it really is a awesome trailer yeah it's a great family. trailer for our family it really is uh i will kind of segue and then you know uh, we Susie and i just got back taking the kids on a whole month-long road trip which we will talk about in future episodes but that really gave us a lot of opportunity to kind of drill down on this particular unit and what we like what we don't like on this coach and uh one of the things that we kind of kept coming back to were some features if jaco's listening that we would like to see on maybe this model or other models uh, in the future. Maybe they do exist and we just didn't see them when we went to the RV show many moons ago. Yeah. I mean, like Brooks, that one thing I said, there's storage compartments that I haven't even filled. One of them is the cabinets underneath the TV. What would you like to see go there? Instead of yeah. having cabinets there, which are empty because honestly... I have nothing to put in there, um, really. Um, I would much prefer a gas fireplace. Or an electric fireplace. Just electric, up. yeah. Yeah, an electric gas for yeah. ambiance. Yeah. Especially, again, because we're doing that year-round. Mm -hmm. And this season, we're even talking about towing our trailer uh, up to our local mountain. We're avid skiers in the winter. And uh, the place that we go skiing has an RV lot. And so if we can get the lottery and get a spot to park it, we very well might tow up and do some ski and ski out direct from our trailer. So to be able to come back after a day of skiing and be able to turn on a fireplace yeah, would be, be super cool. Awesome. Yeah. And and I know a lot of models do have that. Um, ours does not. It, for some reason, might, you know, has the extra storage instead. Maybe but, something we just can put in too, but it'd yeah, be nice if it just yeah. came. And another thing, speaking of storage, it's like where we don't need storage, we've got oodles of it but where we really could use some more storage we don't have enough of it and i would say that's in the bathroom um and so our particular model has the separate washroom um sink area 
I would have preferred not even having an extra bathroom sink at all and just yeah. having the shower, uh, toilet, and maybe a little bit larger of a water closet and maybe a, a medicine cabinet or something because nine times out of ten, we don't even use that sink. We just we walk the, the extra two feet to the kitchen sink. And use that. And use that to I think the only time we use the bathroom sink is for, like, at night when everybody's trying to brush their teeth. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I'll take my contacts out there right. or whatever. I, yeah. So um, some, I know, models have um, medicine cabinet. Ours does not. Um, so that would have been helpful to, you know, just have a little bit more storage in the bathroom. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of if we had a little bit larger water closet, I think that's good. And then one of the things I would like to see is that that outdoor awning it's great and it provides a great amount of shade when needed but it doesn't go over the outdoor kitchen and that's just kind of hit or miss on depending on where we're camping what spot we got in which way the trailer's facing in relation to the way the sun travels over the sky but there's been a lot of mornings out there where I'm making bacon and eggs on the Blackstone and I am frying myself under that morning summer sun and the awning. I just wish it went an extra, you know, five to seven more feet to really give us a little bit more better coverage over the outdoor kitchen. Now, like I had said, uh, Susie and I, this was our first trailer, travel trailer per se, right? We bought Pippa used from some friends of ours, but the Jayco 267BHS, which I didn't even tell you yet, is named Blue Jay. Thank you to our nine-year-old son who named it aptly. Blue Jay was, we bought Blue Jay in December of 2020, brand new. She was an early 2021 model. And since taking possession and ownership of our Jayco, we have had a couple of issues. One you know, it's been one is odd, and I still can't figure out. I don't know if it's the trailer. Uh, I've I've taken it to the dealership for other things, and I was like, "Hey, while you guys are looking at it, can you look at this?" And they're blaming it on my phone. I ended up upgrading and buying a new phone, not because they said that it was just time, but I figured why not. But the oddest thing happens when I connect Bluetooth my my iPhone Bluetooth to the IRTV technology main entertainment console I play a lot of music and that music it's like somebody I'm going to date myself here but it's like taking a record a 45 and playing it at a 33 and then messing with the speed adjustment on your turntable it goes up and down and it's just bizarre um, and I got a new phone it seemed to fix it and now it's back other trailer issues that we have been experiencing, our slide is not seating correctly. We have been in and out for warranty work. Uh, it's been about five weeks total time, and the slide is still not fixed. I'm actually taking it back in again here uh, in about a week, week and a half, to take it in to have them attempt to fix the slide again. It just doesn't seat right. And then on this month-long trip, our main bed frame broke on our one-month trip. Uh, so I don't know 
you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure, just trying to understand what a new trailer is, how they're constructed, what they're built. I think our expectations versus reality were different. And so, you know, we've had to readjust our own expectations to more be in alignment with potentially what the reality is. You know, there's been a lot of lessons learned. Trailers, they're bouncing homes. And as you're going down the freeway at whatever freeway speed you're going, those trailers are bouncing all around. And so I find screws come loose. And I find a lot of random screws in random places. And oftentimes I have no idea where they even came from. They could have come out of one side and rolled around while we were bouncing around the room and then, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm always kind of checking things to make sure that things are tight and, and secure. You know, but we bought our trailer again brand new. This is our first new trailer ever, let alone our first travel trailer ever. And this, the build quality, I, I can't talk about it per se, because it's not like I have had other models with which to gauge and say, oh, this is better than others. I have a feeling this is just the way it is. Um, And that's not necessarily, again, what I had expectations for, especially at the price point. But we're learning. Uh, And warranty work is a challenge. It's very, very different from how automotive warranty work is handled. You know, you buy you buy a new Ford from one dealership, but there's another dealership closer to your house and you can still go and get warranty work done. And I'm finding that, you know, that might not just be the case. And so the dealership we bought our Jayco from is actually an hour and a half away from where we lived. There's only two Jayco dealers one is 45 minutes away from my house and the other one is an hour and a half. And I ha- I honestly had no idea that if you need to get any work done, you're really supposed to take it back to the dealership you bought it at. And, you know, that was a lesson learned on our part. And if you don't, you know, it's very generous of the other dealership to take on your warranty work. They don't have to. And so that has... Luckily, the dealership closest to us is willing to work with us and to do what we need to do to get our stuff fixed. But I really just need to call that out as something that people should know if that's not something you have known before that was a bit of an eye-opener for us. Especially for the non-handy folk. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to just have to learn to get handy. And be able to do you my You are. Own. You're getting handier. Yeah, I'm getting handier. Yeah, you are. So Susie's had a lot of really wonderful creative ideas for how she has really maximized and utilized the interior space of our trailer. And I got to say, it's really kind of funny because in our home life, in our sticks and bricks, we don't have predefined gender roles. Uh, I clean toilets, I do laundry, we, you know, there is a division of labor, just I think with any relationship, you have your own ways you choose to divide house chores, and we don't really have defined gender roles in our sticks and bricks. But in the trailer, 
You have very defined gender roles. I don't do poo tubes. Yeah, I don't think she will ever learn or want to learn to deal with dumping the black tank. I told him. Yeah. We buy a travel trailer, that's your job. And I'm okay with that. But what Susie has done through her own creativity and I and finding ways to make things work is really come up with some clever ways to really maximize the interior space, how we put, where we hang jackets and where we put things. So, Suze, tell me about some of your ideas and where you got them, how you did them, and what are some of your ideas that you came up with? I can't take credit for all of them. I will say I have a healthy obsession with Pinterest. And some of our friends have passed on, of course, their knowledge. But one of the best, and I don't know how widely known this storage solution is, but a TV tray, one of those folding TV trays, if you buy it at, you just, you can buy them at the local box store, you know, Um, two of them fit seamlessly behind our couch. Yeah, they do. Uh, We have the, um, our Jayco comes with the, uh, what they call, they call it the jackknife sofa. And she's right. Two TV tray tables fit perfectly. Yep. So you can just fold them up, have them there for whenever you need to use them, whether you're working or, you know, you just want to. For me, I usually like an end table for, you know, my evening glass of wine or a glass of water and I'm a box of tissues. Yeah. Just to have it right next to me when I'm relaxing on the couch. I even used one of them as a uh, workstation when we were on our month long trip because I did not have a full month vacation. So uh, as a remote worker, I had to work from our trailer and those TV trays came in handy as a extra spot for me to put my laptop down on and kind of set up as my work desk. And then the other, um, I mean, this is a, widely known and huge necessary um, item for any travel trailer owner, and that's the command strip. And in this day and age, yeah, with technology the way it is, I mean, you can command strip anything. Yeah, Um, towels, (laughs) towels, hats, jackets, Mm -hmm. key rings. I have two. We have two small ones right by the inside of the trailer, so one's for the trailer keys, and the other ones for truck keys. And now in pandemic situation, we have a mask hook. Yep. <laughs> Hooks yep. for masks. We even have commanded, you know, stuck on um, baby proofing. Oh, yeah, door. to keep the doors. I did one on, the, that's right. I did one of those for the uh, refrigerator in the outdoor kitchen, that little dorm fridge. So that dorm fridge door doesn't come open when we're bouncing down the hall road yeah and we also did the same thing with those baby latches on our wooden sliding doors so they don't bang around during transit command strips are your friend we even have a command strip for (laughs) spices we have a command strip spice rack over by the the range top there so we have all of our little spices right there so yeah they're great and, and the reason being is because, you know, whereas some of the screws could, like, bounce loose as you go down the road, for the most part, if you um, secure them correctly and follow the directions, I would say those command strips are there until you want them. 
not removed. to be. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I do like your candles, by the way. I'm 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 big on ambiance. That's a hazard of my profession. I think it's just you know keeping the lights dim and and really creating the mood to kind of calm people's nerves or children to get them to sleep when they're really amped up and using candles and the scents and um, just calm light and ambiance. Yeah. Um, and thanks to my buddy Trent, we use lo-fi jams now. And lo-fi. So we, we play lo-fi. And candles at night to calm those kids down. So, Trent, if you're listening, dude, shout out. Mad props. Thanks. Twinkle lights. That's something that we haven't yet purchased for Blue Jay that we had in our Pippa the pop-up. And, you know, kind of hanging those as night lights for the the children. Yeah, those little LED twinkle lights that Mm -hmm. were just easy battery operated. battery op. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of baskets and bins for, you know, those like, those IKEA square kind of step up from paper but they feel kind of papery no they're fabric but they're like um flexible yeah that are the squares that you can like the expedite bookcase and these could go we have a bunch of those underneath the jackknife sofa so we can put spare sheets and pillowcases and extra towels and those kind of things that we use but not often enough so they're within reach but so they've been super helpful so there you have it, folks. That's Susie and I just kind of talking about our Jayco 267 BHS. It's like I said, it's a 2021. We have been exploring in it. We've done quite a bit of trips, as I'd mentioned previously. We have a bunch more planned for the fall, winter, even skiing and using it for ski trips. We are overall very, very pleased with this model. It has worked well for our family of four and So if you are in the market and thinking about it, this might be one to consider for your family. It's time for our pit stop. And in this pit stop today, we're going to be brief and short, but I really want to talk to you all about the idea of a pandemic pearl. This last year, or this last 18 months plus with the pandemic and with COVID, I want to encourage you all to try to find those campgrounds and those campsites that are close to home that you can go and easily find a quick weekend getaway to go boondocking or the campground, you know, that will have the full hookups and the full amenities so you can go year round. But, you know, you're not spending four hours in your car or fighting traffic. These are the ones that are 30 minutes away, 45 minutes away, maybe an hour. Um, But what they provide for you is an opportunity to get back outside, to have a campfire, to experience and be in nature, to break up your routine of of taking kids to all of their uh, extracurricular activities, to the getting in a food rut of whatever you might be preparing for dinner every night, finding those pandemic pearls. And those campground pearls that are close. We have really had a lot of fun exploring the campgrounds that are the closest to our house. There are the ones that are known in our area. Deceptions Pass is a very popular campground for a lot of wonderful reasons. As is Fort Casey out on Woodby Island. But there are others that are close. 
and some might have full hookups, some might be nat um, national forest campgrounds, so they don't may not offer all of the amenities of a full hookup. But I just want to take it this brief moment and this opportunity as we start to look at school coming back into session and returning to hopefully a little bit more sense of normalcy to use this time to go ahead and book and explore what you can locally. If there's a campground close by that you've never been to before, seems like a great time to go check it out. And I would encourage you to do that. So take the time and go and find local campgrounds or BLM land or national forest land where you can boondock and go explore those places that are the closest to your home. I just wanted to take a minute to really encourage you to think differently and consider not all, you know, not every trip needs to be these huge, big, awesome going away. We're getting out of town. We're going to go see the whatever. But to find those little pearls in your backyard that work for you, work for your family, and are not stressful to get out, to get to on a Friday after work and still get you home on a Sunday so you can do what you need to do to the trailer to get ready for starting up your work week and school week the next day and not have it be this huge, big, stressful trip. So find those pandemic pearls in your backyard. And if you haven't visited them or there's new ones, go. I encourage you all to go and check them out. In our next episode in two weeks, I'm going to share with you a fantastic conversation I have with an amazing couple from Indianapolis, Indiana, who are traveling around the American West in their smart bus. In the meantime, please be sure to share with your friends and family about this podcast and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave this show a rating and a review. If you've not yet subscribed to the show, please do so. That way you'll never miss an episode. Also, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at RVOutWest. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.